0: Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at, at the time of the recording. This is episode 19 of the restricted zone podcast. I'm with my fellow co hosts here today. Uh Jamar, introduce yourself, man.
1: What's up, Colin? What's up, everybody? Good, what's good. Kyrie, introduce
0: yourself, man. Yo, yeah, what's good, what's good. Let's go. Christopher, introduce yourself, Chris. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. What's up? All right, and today there's going to be a lot of basketball here in this episode, in episode 19. Uh, so two players, uh, t- two top 20 NBA players, the Greek Freak, top five. You know, it that's arguably in anyone's opinion. Got the big max contracts, a lot of money. Uh, for the Greek Freak, it was real important because he was the main topic in the free agency uh, discussion for, for the 2021. A lot of teams were, were really pursuing him, especially the Heat. But, you know, he made it clear he's loyal. He's staying with the team. And, we, and we're going to also talk about what that means for the Bucks' future and his chances of ever winning the title. And we're going to talk about Paul George's contract, even though he's not really highly regarded as the same man as the Greek freak, but either, either way he got a big contract and what that means for the Clippers, how that affects the cash base when it comes to pursuing free agency, free agents, and what that means for their future long-term. So, I mean, honestly, let's talk about, uh, let's start this off with whose contract would think was more impactful to to the team was it the Paul George's coming contract or was it the group weeks next contract? Uh, I'm like I'm, I'm like Chris, take this one away. Go ahead, Chris. I, I think it's easy to say that uh, Yas was more impactful, but because he's just a franchise player, so I mean, like if, it sucks if it sucks you can't get your franchise player to resign. I think it's simple as that. I mean, but also Paul George's mix is a pretty big impact as well, though, in the sense that um. Kawhi still has his, um, we could say his Robin to his Batman, so I mean he still has his partner in crime. So I mean, I I mean it's easy that uh, excuse me, the Giannis was more impactful though, because like I said, he's a franchise player. You lose him, then what do you what do you have? Right, I mean, yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, obviously, I just so sort of, I look at the Greek Freak, and uh, a lot of people are saying you know he'll he'll never win a championship now because he's staying with the Bucks. But, you know, it's one of those things that I mean, people are starting to kind of doubt, you know, is he really like, does he care about his legacy? And uh, it's kind of like a 50-50 type of thing because it's hard to turn down $230 million. Well, two hundred twenty-eight to be exact, but let's just say, you know, it's two thirty basically. It's kind of hard to turn that down. I mean, coming from where he came from growing up in poverty and stuff like that. I don't know what this means for him in the long run, whether or not he can ever compete for a title in the future. I mean, him being the East helps, but I just don't know. Can he ever make it to the finals? I mean, like, like, what do you guys think about that? Um,
2: so I definitely think they do have the opportunity to make it to the finals. I'm not, I'm actually happy about the signing for both Giannis and the Bucks. He, uh, he definitely got, he deserved the money that he got, and the Bucks kept their franchise star that they drafted and that they they groomed into this MVP caliber player that he is today. So I think that it was a major, uh, it was it was a major objective to, to keep Giannis and to make sure he's happy. So I think the main thing about how they progress as far as on um, resigning them is just improving the pieces that he has around him. They did, good, they did a good job um, this off season going out to get Drew Holiday. And they attempted to get Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich also, which didn't work out. But I think if they keep like building uh, at the same rate that we've seen them and just uh, improving their bench depth also, I can see them making the finals um, in the near future.
0: I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, Mara, like, I mean, so what's your standpoint on, like, the Greek free chance of ever making it to the finals? Like, I just, you know, it's, it's like some people are down to whether or not his legacy is real important to him. And I feel like he's a competitor. The Greek is absolutely a competitor. He's the guy who wants to win. Uh, I don't know if with the Bucks can he ever be able to make it to that milestone? But I feel like in the East, he does have a shot. I mean, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, Well, in the, in the in the near future, I can see them being a championship team because I think Giannis has taken that. I think Giannis has that mentality in his head, like, I can't do it by myself. Because if you remember a couple years ago, um, LeBron, Melo, and KD offered to work out with Giannis. But he said, no, I want to compete against you guys. Why would I work out with you? And now this season, he said he's willing to play with anybody who wants to come over to the Bucs because he wants to win. So I feel like he has that mentality to like, OK, I know I can't get this done on my own. So I feel like the Bucks' future will be great if, if Giannis can get another another player to really push them to the finals. Because I like what they did this offseason, but I don't think it's going to be enough for them to win. Well,
0: I mean, I want to touch on what you said. You said, well, I mean, what superstar is going to be willing? To, who wants to come to, like, you know, Wisconsin, Milwaukee? I mean, you know, it's not the most attractive city. So you know, like what free agency would really want to be willing. I mean, the Greek free is definitely a fatal, is a fatal attraction. But you know, I mean, a lot of players focus on the city, the state of the city. You know, and I don't know about if the Greek free is enough to sell like top tier, you know, stars to come play with them. I mean, then you got to look at the contract situation, how much money you could give those guys if even if they want to. It had to be a sign and trade at best. I mean, what do you? Well,
1: mean? well, I mean, okay, so as. You know there's other things that play that play a part into a business like the NBA like jay uh I don't I don't really know his ownership on the Nets but you know he rocked with the Nets and he signed Kyrie and KD right before they signed and Aaron Rodgers is a part owner of the Bucks so it may not always be the city because of you know, like you said, it's Wisconsin who will want to come there. It might just be somebody that you know, like somebody on the outside that could be that we'll never know that could be on the outside, just be trying to uh recruit somebody that you'll never even think of. So I'm not saying they have to like go out and get a trade or a free agent has to like just come and sign there, but like you never know what strings are being pulled to where anything could happen. Or like you or like that Bong Donovan thing, they could have that they, they tried, it just didn't work out. Right. They, well, they're not work out. They're <laughs> trying, they're going after things, but it's like it, you you just never know who could who could pull a string and then somebody could just beat her. I mean, man, I mean, you know, when I look at him signing,
0: I honestly I feel like I don't know if he'll ever win a title because okay, so this is how I try to look at it with him signing with the bucks. So if we dismiss the Lakers, he signed the Fargate contract. How long do you guys see? LeBron playing inside the league four or five years. Let's say, let's say three years. All right, so you got three years of LeBron. I think will constantly beat the Greek Freak if supposedly you ever make it to the finals. What team outside of the Lakers is the most dominant that you think the Bucs could compete besides the Lakers and maybe the Clippers, depending on how you guys feel about the Clippers? Yeah, I was about to say. Wait, 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 hold on. Repeat that question again, because well, okay, so I'm saying okay, so he's staying in the East. You guys think some of you might think he might be able to go to the finals in the east? Let's say, hypothetically speaking, he does go to the east. If you take away the Lakers, the most dominant team in the west, well, because of LeBron, uh, which whoa, team?
1: Whoa, 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 that's that's a stretch.
0: So I, I guess they I just forget about AD then. Oh, no, that's well, it was the Lakers are oh, the you, most said cause, you said because of LeBron. Well, LeBron, I don't think if you if you take LeBron off that team, I don't think that the Lakers go to the to the finals.
1: I really don't think. Uh, you guys you think take AD off that team; they're not going to the finals. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Brian and Brian, Brian took some. Brian was there like two years ago. What happened?
0: Well, look at the roster you compared to when he came. To oh no no, no 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 no!
1: They didn't. They traded like three players for Anthony Davis and made the finals. So without Anthony Davis, they're not making that finals.
0: I'm not dismissing Anthony Davis at all. I just feel like I don't know if you take away LeBron on that team. I don't think they. they now I don't know if they make it to the finals, but I don't they think need that. each other. Well, they do, but I feel like LeBron is the more valuable player than AD. Yeah,
2: okay. I, I kind of agree with you, Colin. I f- I take my like, chances. Not, LeBron led D- Lakers it. than the Anthony Davis led Lakers. I take my chances more with LeBron. Like
0: I'm not dismissing AD at all. I know he's a he's a superstar, but I, honestly, LeBron is LeBron. He's the best player in the NBA. That's not that's not really something you can argue against and what he's done at that age too. Like you can't dismiss that. I feel like you take away LeBron. I, I I wouldn't be that scared of the Lakers to be honest with you.
1: I if mean, you I take away AD are you that scared?
0: I'm so, I'm scared of LeBron. So yes, yes, I would be scared. I'm scared of LeBron.
1: They didn't make the playoffs until they got AD.
0: But look at that roster compared to now. That's you can't even make the that comparison. That's not bro. Bro, why can't you make a the comparison? They basically the yeah, same I roster could. except they that roster is way superior to the one he had when he first arrived to the Lakers, Colin. Who was the different player? His third best player was Contavious Caldwell Pope in the finals, Colin. So you telling me when they're fr- so you telling me with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram?
1: I just and- told you Contavius Caldwell Pope was the third player. So what's the difference?
0: So all right, so what you are saying is you think regardless if, if LeBron was there, they'd still, they still they would admit it to the finals?
1: They don't make the finals without each other.
0: All right. I'm not dismissing AD. I'm just saying like LeBron is the undeniable big factor. Why? If that's like the big reason the Greek free wouldn't be able to beat the Lakers because of LeBron, that's just, that's just LeBron. The factor. That's just who LeBron is. He's that so big. Of a wait a m- Whoa. Who's protecting the paint? Whoa there. Wait a second. Cause the last time the Nuggets put, I said Nuggets. Last time the Lakers put the Bucks, who was carrying the Lakers? Definitely AD. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not dismissing AD. I'm just saying LeBron. You are dismissing AD. Okay. No, you I'm really not. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. You just said. You, you just, just said what? the Lakers I'm were dominant because of LeBron. LeBron is more of a threat for most coaches. LeBron would be more of a threat just knowing what he can do. He can do everything on the
1: court. It doesn't make you more dominant though. He's he's definitely more valuable. Yeah, but that doesn't make you more dominant though. Like I guess AD protects the paint. Without AD, without AD, Russell Westbrook would have went off when they played the Rockets. Without A.D., who's guarding? Who's guarding Jokic?
0: All right. I just feel like LeBron's the more, you know, valuable player out of the two. He's just that that's, much of a
1: That's La, fair, but you say they dominant. They both need each other to make the finals, and Bron's, you you said Brown was more dominant than A.D. If
0: we're talking about this season, okay, they, 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 was, they was equal. They was equal. But, gotta like say LeBron's just that much of a threat as himself, but that's just me. Okay, so back to the question. If you take away that Lakers team, the most dominant team inside inside the West, what team do you see the Bucs could actually compete against if they were to meet, if they were to go to the finals? Would the Bucks have any chance against, against any other team in the Western Conference besides the Lakers? They can compete against every team, including the Lakers.
2: Mm. So – so, I, I don't think they'd be able to compete with the Lakers because they're just simply not as deep as the Lakers. I'd, I'd be eager to see what guys like Dottie Vincenzo and DJ Wilson are doing off the bench. Because we've seen it in the playoffs. They weren't producing that much. And because of that, their offense was one-dimensional. And we see what the Lakers do with one-dimensional offenses. Like what they did right. with the Rockets in the playoffs. All
0: right. So, so what you – wait, Chris, so – so you so you think the Bucks, so you think the Bucks could be with any team inside the West, including the Lakers? Yes. Why can't they? Kyrie just gave you like the, the good great reasons why. I'm asking you why. He he gave me he I'm gave asking me, you. I'm asking you because you asked me the question. I'm asking you. His reasons are pretty much the reasons I would have gone for, because at the end of the day, the Lakers had more depth than the Bucks. Okay, so okay, clippers then uh i don't Could he beat the clippers yes clippers they, can, they can compete against the lakers what are you talking about why can't the they can be against the lakers yes the bus can compete against the lakers the lakers have more I mean,
2: they can compete with the lakers but i don't see them i'm gonna see them outlasting them in the seven game series he, unless, he, you unless they work on them. the improvements that i was i was just talking about i don't see them lasting a the seven game series if they continue with this one-dimensional offense which was just likely because they got drew holiday but i'm still even to see how they keep up with the Lakers bench and the depth that the Lakers have—that makes them great.
0: All right. So, okay. So, overall, so what do you guys think about like the Bucks' chances of ever, you know, competing for the finals and for the next five years? Unless, like oh, Mar yeah, said, man. unless they get it, unless they get a superstar, that's one to come over. The, do you see the? Do you see the Bucks ever ever really no, making it to the finals?
2: I, I like the yeah, Bucks' chances simply because they're in the
0: East. Okay, competing and making it to the finals is a whole different thing, Chris. How is it? Th- how is it different thing? Are, are you kidding me? Co- What's the difference the finals? What? No, 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 no. What's the difference between competing and making it to the finals? Well, obviously, the Bucs have struggled to actually compete and make it to the finals. And, of- answer they- the question. That was the question. That was the answer to the question. Well, That's no, the difference. That's the struggle. Yes, why- that, yes, that wasn't the struggle to compete for the finals because they obviously struggled against other teams in the playoffs. Colin, you just said who's competing for the finals, who won the championship. Basically, the same thing, Chris. Can the Bucs make the finals in the next five years? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. They're so, contenders so, every year. So, so, the, so, so, the past two years have shown you nothing. Oh my god, yo, oh my god. I'm just this asking.
2: Seems, this seems a little bit different, Colin.
0: Oh my god, yo. It seems slightly different. Yo, yo, it doesn't matter. Even if, okay, hold on. So, are the, are the Clippers still contenders? Well, they are. Yeah. But okay, they got what did do last year? They, no, 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 no. They, what, they did they, what did they They're do last better, year? The Clippers are a better team than the Bucks. Okay. They, wow. got a better, they have a better, they lost, they have a better they lost roster a, than the Bucks. They lost the same round the Bucks lost it, so how are they better? They got a better roster than the Bucks. So if you put the Bucks in the Western Conference, do they actually compete for the finals, Chris? If you put the Clippers in the East, they actually compete for the finals. I'm just asking. You don't think so, Chris? All right, so with that, with that, we're going to move on to Paul George. Uh, we're going to talk about his max contract and what do you guys think about his max contract and basically for the Clippers, so what that means for them. Go ahead, Kyrie.
2: Um, So I'm, I'm going to go ahead first on this one. So I'm going to start off by saying, like, I feel like uh, Paul George's playoff performance is, like, still fresh in our minds. And it's like, yo, know, he, he didn't step up to the plate in the playoffs when it mattered most in um, that seven-game series against the Nuggets especially. But um, when I look at him signing his contract, I took a look back at uh, his last season with OKC, where he was a he was potential for MVP and defensive player of the year at the same time. He averaged like 28, eight and four with like two steals a game. So that was Paul George pre-shoulder injury, which I attribute to being his reason and his slump uh, this past season with the Clippers and also chemistry issues because he came in late. Um, while the Clippers were already like in their groove, kinda. So I, I don't, I'm not mad at the Clippers uh, for giving him this type of money because I think he he's like the perfect player to have next to Kawhi. Um, as Chris said earlier, as his Robin to his Batman. All
0: right. So how you feel? So how you feel about the uh, how you feel about the Los Angeles uh, Clippers oh, hold, getting caught Hold on, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Before I, I want to go second, but before that, I just want to go Colin because I I heard you say something about if the Clippers were in the East, would they compete? Who won't compete from that West from the top five teams of the Western Conference? Who wouldn't compete in the Eastern Conference? We all know who the Superior Conference is. The West. The West is the Superior Conference. Right. But so the Bucs will not compete in the West still? The Bucks not making it to the finals in the West as they move to the West. They're not going to the finals in the West. They're not going to the finals, Chris. You think the Bucs? Okay, are little, okay. The I didn't say that. I did not did I say that. Yes, what you insinuate. Did you're I being, say that? Saying, you're it, though. Oh my god, yo. Did I say that? Did That's I say it. the are supposed to make it to the finals in the West? You didn't say it, but that come out my mouth? It, All right, then. don't say that then like you're making it seem like it. No, I'm saying that okay, yeah. Never mind. Okay. All right. All right. So back to the Clippers. I'm not listening. So back to the Clippers. So what do you guys feel about uh uh Paul George's contract? So 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 do you guys think he was worth he was worth that contract considering how he was playing in the playoffs? I'm gonna go with you, Mar.
1: Never and I was rooting for Paul George, but never. <laughs> never he's already 30 no never 5 years too man that's crazy he's going to be 35 he he's going to be 35 and you have no picks no right like like no. and then <laughs> i was appalled, like i was rooting for paul george but no i don't think he deserved that no never
0: i, I wouldn't get paul george that amount of money and like, and then especially the way he just played in the playoffs, that was real disappointing on his end. I mean, what do you think about Kawhi Leonard? So like, he's only signed for two years at the moment. So like, so do you guys think he be signed with the Clippers after the Paul George? After the Clippers just gave Paul George that max contract? Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't think they would have went out and re-signed Paul George if Kawhi Leonard didn't want to play with him. You know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like that that was like that was like a key piece to keeping Kawhi Leonard beyond uh, the, this most recent contract.
0: Oh man, I just feel like I mean, so, 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 where does Paul George stand right now inside the NBA? Like, is he a top 15 player, top 20 NBA player? Why wouldn't he
2: be? Um, we can't, I don't I think can, we, we can't really him that high based off of this season because, like, the issues I, I mentioned before, he was playing like fresh off of shoulder surgery on both shoulders and he was just having issues in uh with the Clippers' chemistry, and we've seen that all season with other players, also, it wasn't just him,
0: right? Well. I mean, hopefully hope, – so what do you guys think about Tyron Lue and, and, and pretty much the expectations so far for the Clippers? They just gave Parker that max contract. Like, so where how far do you guys see, see the Clippers going
1: the this expectation season? Same
0: as, the expectation of Samuels last year, championship. Definitely. Well, I mean, how do you feel about Tyronn Lue as a coach? You think he he's the key for them to actually go into I the final? I don't finals? know what he's going – I don't know how he is as a coach. I've never seen him really coach. That's fair enough. All right, but we're gonna still, but well, we're still gonna stay on the Clippers. Doc Rivers and uh, well, Paul George has some comments for uh, Doc Rivers. You know, kind of throwing some shade at him, kind of putting the blame on Doc. I mean, Kyrie has the quote. He's gotta, he's gotta pull it up.
2: Yeah, I got you right here. So um, this is Paul George's words. He says, "The way I was being used, I felt like Doc was trying to play me as like a Ray Allen or a JJ Redick, all pinned down. I can do it, but that ain't my game. I need some flow. I need some mixes of picking rules." some post-ups, just different touches. And so it was just it was just that last season was just hard overall.
0: So, so what do you guys feel like? Do, do you feel what Pardress said was 100% true? I mean, do you guys feel like that was the case? It, it was Dot Rivers' fault? I mean, Mar, what you think about that, Mar? How do you feel about uh, Pardress' comments?
1: When you're a team, you don't put 100% on anybody because it's never 100% on anybody because yeah. nobody's perfect and it's a seven-game series. So, uh, you're not going to tell me Doc Rivers made you play like J.J. Redick. Wait, first of all, if you're coming off of a soldier, shoulder injury, you shouldn't want, You shouldn't need – you shouldn't need – you shouldn't be trying to create your own shot in the first place. You should be trying to fall back and relax and just do what you can for the team. And he wasn't doing none of that in the Maverick series. He probably showed off one or two games. And then – but he was getting carried. And then when he was supposed um, I to show I off,
2: with that
1: when he was supposed to show off for the um in the next round against the Nuggets, he was showing that he can still do it, but I don't know what got into him like later into the series, but you can't just throw all that on doc and you can't throw all of it on Paul George. It was a lot of people that weren't playing up to the expectations of the Clippers, especially for them being a defensive team. So, so there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on into the team, but there's I don't I don't really think there's no full focus points since it was one season. I think everybody just has to take accountability. I don't think you could throw anybody just in the middle of a one season.
0: It
2: sounds fair, um, so, like so to refer like to your comments, you said he, he kind of pretty much should have taken a back seat after coming off coming off of that surgery. So my thing is if he's healthy enough to play, and like me and Chris were saying, like their expectations last year are the same as this year. We're expecting finals or busts from them. So I don't think there's any room for him to kind of take a back seat and relax when their expectations are on the finals. He has to do his best to step up to the plate and produce in the way that we're seeing a Paul George or else We're going to say, oh, well, it, fast forward, he gets paid and he, he took the back seat last season. He kind of relaxed last season. Oh, well, Paul George don't deserve this. He he pretty much played like the like like the back role pretty much all season. He didn't deserve this or he's just not the same player anymore. So I felt we, we'd be talking shit about him regardless.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. You got both you guys made great points. I mean, I mean, Kyrie, I want to touch on what Mark said, especially about you can never put the hundred percent blame on one person. I mean, that kind of relates to Doc Rivers' uh response to Paul George. Can you put that up, Kyrie? It's yeah, I got you.
2: So, Doc goes, um, I enjoyed coaching him. Uh, so wait, hold on, excuse me. So, uh, he said, I enjoyed coaching him. So, not a lot uh, more to say there. Tyler was sitting right next to me. Rivers, joke. Um, listen, we lost the game, and I think everybody needs to take ownership. That's pretty much the basis of what he yeah. said. It. It's just any, everybody needs to own up and take accountability. But that seemed like – and I'm going to go into Paul George's uh, comments that we didn't really touch yet where he said um, in that Nuggets series, like after they went up three, uh, they lost that 3-1 lead. There was no adjustments being made game to game. Everybody's attitude towards it was, oh, we'll be good, we'll be good, we'll be good, and they, they lost the three they, – they blew the 3-1 lead. So I feel like he's. Um, I feel like Doc is right in that sense where it like everybody had to take the blame, but it, it shows like me like the Clippers last year, nobody was willing to take accountability and nobody's willing to step up and say like, "Yo, we gotta make this change here, or we gotta make this change here, or we're gonna we're gonna lose this fucking series."
0: Man, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that's absolutely right. I just feel like Paul George, he's kind of been a, a disappointment in the playoffs for the past how many years, Mark? How many how many years is Paul George disappointed in the playoffs, man?
1: Well, oh, you could take it back to what 2017, oh, 2018, four yeah. three years now. Yeah, I mean
0: that contract he, he absolutely isn't deserving of that. But he got it. Uh we'll see how he plays from here on out, uh with regarding the Paul George. But all right, so the NBA had a uh an annual survey, they do this every year, a GM survey, uh all so basically all all 30 GMs, they take a survey and they have the picks. Kyrie has the question. Going to pull it up. We're going to each have our predictions based off some of the questions that Kyrie pulled up. Uh, go ahead, Kyrie. You, you're my pulling that up.
2: All right, so I got the first question right here. Uh, give me one sec. I sent it into the chat, right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely in the chat, it's right there in the chat. Kyrie, I got so- you
2: so. Uh, the first question that I had was, um, at a, a like up and coming NBA stars, who's most likely to break out?
0: Um, Chris, Chris had uh, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, isn't that right? I mean, I say he's gonna be one of the most approved. That's what makes going I think he's gonna have like break out. I think he's gonna be one of the most approved player for sure. Yeah, but right. that's about it. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna look up to his, I don't think he's gonna fulfill his potential until like we. That's a week, so like year four or five maybe. But I think he's one of the supposed to prove if, ah. Uh, but if I were to pick a breakout player, I would say that uh, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander has the best chance to break out. And this could be his chance to put me wrong and show me his actual point guard, even though I don't think he is at all. But, like I said, this is his – but since they really don't have anybody, he's basically the only player left from last year's playoff team. He can show he maybe it'll show me okay, he's he's gonna be the franchise player now, so I will go with him. And, and my thoughts align with Chris too, but at the end of the day, no one expects OKC to really do anything just looking at the roster. But this is a chance to see what Shay Gillis Alexander does and uh, the foul you show, you know, what he's capable of. And obviously, he's not gonna lead him, but if he does, hypothetically, he has that good season, actually leads OKC to actually compete in for an a spot, that's just gonna. That uh, is going to look overall good on him. So, but I, my my pick is Shay Gillis Alexander. But my runner up for that one, to be honest with you, is going to be on the MPG. I mean, just like what Chris was said, basically talent wise, what he can do scoring wise, he's definitely the Nuggets X factor. And they got him at a steal with the 14th pick. I mean, listen, the Nuggets future is real bright. So, that's my runner up. But my, my most improved, I mean, my breakout player is definitely Shay Gillis Alexander. Big fan of him. So, what do you think, Mar? Who's your, who your most breakout player for the year?
1: My breakout player is Tyler Hero. My runner-up is uh, Jamal Murray. Mm, Tyler Hero, I like that. The Heat love
0: Tyler Hero. I mean, they love him so much, they wouldn't even trade James Harden for him, which uh, makes sense, they, as they should. They shouldn't trade James Harden for him. But, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Uh, what's the next one, Kyrie?
2: Um, so, I'm going to give you my breakout player. I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. I think uh, – He's a little more motivated this year, especially since he got that big payday, and um, I think he's ready to man the ship in the right direction for the Sacramento Kings this year.
0: Deanna, Deanna Fox play, his play all around. Deanna Fox. Uh, so, so Chris, how would you how would you compare Deanna Fox's game right now compared to, to to NBA point guard? Like, how would you compare his game? John Wall easily. He's easily John Wall. John. John Wall. Okay. Sounds fair. Sounds good. All right. So
2: the next uh, question is, what team made the best offseason moves for uh, to you
0: guys? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chris handle that one. Um, in my opinion, I think the Hawks made the best moves this offseason. I think they put themselves in um, a good spot to at least grow with this team that they have. And now, I think this year they're going to take them nicely to make the playoffs. I think next year they're going to probably remain in the same boat, but make the playoffs. But I think eventually. Because of these moves they made um, about three years, maybe two three years from now, they could be contending for a title in the East, and I think they're going to be uh, one of the next teams to really look out for in the East Conference. I think they're going to compete, be able to compete with the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Sixers. They just got to grow a little bit more, and once they get some experience, I think they're going to be a problem. And uh, you know, and uh, and coming over, with Chris said with the Hawks, I, there's actually three teams, in my opinion, who, who could tie for that, with the best offense. You could either say the Hawks, the Sixers, and the Lakers, just the Lakers because they had basically reinforced their team. They basically reinforced themselves as the number one team inside the West and possibly the number one team overall. The Sixers, they surrounded Ben Simmons with shooters. Uh, and Dot Rivers, I know none of you guys can't stand Dot Rivers. You guys hate him, and especially with what he did with the Clippers, too. All the more wow. reason. Uh, I never said I, I never said I hate the man. I just say he's not a good
1: coach. I do.
0: Oh well, quit I just think he's not a good coach. I think he's overrated. Right. So I know none of you guys got good feelings to him, but I feel like Doc Rivers is gonna still <laughs> discipline and Ben Simmons, especially Joel. Joel constantly out of shape, bad eating habits. I just feel like Doc Rivers is gonna instill some you know some some strictness and discipline in those guys. Never. Yeah, uh, we'll see. haven't done that before. He, he never, never did it before. Never. Oh,
2: man. Never. Never. Why? You why forget that he managed to coach KG and win a championship with him.
1: That was Tom
0: Thibodeau. <laughs> I keep saying this with Doc Rivers. I don't know why.
1: I'm going to say, Colin, I say never because, like Kyrie just said, when they were up 3-1, they never went and regrouped. They never thought of another way to win. They didn't come out with a strategic plan. Right. So And this and, and and just to add on to what Mar said This is the third time it's happened with him as a coach Yeah, this is the third time he's blown the 3-1 lead You can say that championship But you blew three 3-1 leads I don't really want to give that championship to you To be honest mm. I don't even want to give the, the ring And you yeah. had a star Every time you blew the 3-1 lead Sure did Then mm. two of the case, they had two stars Sure did
0: Oh man Really. You know, messed messed up a potential dynasty in Orlando. Potential big three, <laughs> three you know. Every time he, he brings it yeah, all the but, way back. But but, you, but but please have high hopes for for Doc Rivers. I I pray you do. I mean I mean listen, I just felt like he could just put Ben Simmons and Joel, to obviously young guys, you know, just on on the better path, hopefully. But um. Well, overall, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Hawks, but then I'm gonna go with the Sixers second, just because they surrounded Simmons with the right pieces to kind of basically elevate his game even more. So that that's my that's my primary pick. So, so what do you think, Mar? Who, who who made the who made the who had the best all season?
1: Who's you I right got now? the Lakers. I got the Lakers because you know they're defending champs. Um Some people when they win a championship they get lazy or they don't add what the Lakers added. The Lakers lost. They're, uh, they lost Dwight Howard and Rondo and then replaced them. I mean, you can't really replace them, but they went and go got them pieces back like it was nothing. And one of them was from another team that they were supposed to be playing. So right. I just felt like, yeah, I felt like the Lakers, for what they did as for being a championship team, they they made moves like they were still trying to win the championship, but like they didn't just win one.
0: No, that's absolutely fair. I, I agree with that. So what do you think, Kyrie? Who?
2: Yeah, I might have to agree with Margo. Go ahead with the Lakers is my first choice simply because, like he said, they, uh, they did a great job retooling that already championship team and making them even better, which, which isn't always easy to do. Um, they got Montrez Harold. They got a big uh, – they got a nice vet who's actually really serviceable on the floor for the younger guys in Marcus. So um, signed Dennis Schroeder, who's a uh, great upgrade at uh, backup point guard and Montrez Harrell, who's a great spark off the bench. So that's going to have to be my first, uh, my first choice. And my second choice is definitely the Atlanta Hawks. Just because I like the uh, the youth they've added uh, this off this offseason and the young talent also, so I feel like they could, they're like Chris said they're going to be a force uh, to be reckoned with in the East in the next coming years.
0: So over so overall the Hawks just have the spot. So everyone's so high on the Hawks. Can't wait for the regular season to see what the Hawks do. Uh, so so what was the next one, uh, Kyrie?
2: So I like this question right here. I want to see where your heads at. The next question is, who are you uh, starting your franchise with?
0: Could could you name the players listed? Uh
2: uh okay. yeah, so I know one was Luka Doncic, one was Zion Williamson, yeah. um, one was Giannis, just to name a couple. Uh but I, I wouldn't mind if you guys picked anybody like anybody else outside of those few names.
0: I mean, man. I mean I mean, I'm gonna stick with Luka just because Luka is just most I mean, honestly, I don't see you can't go wrong with Luca, in my opinion. Like Luca just does; he brings everything to the table, what you want, your franchise player. But you can't go wrong with Zion. But the main thing with Zion is more health wise. You know, you know him going up and down with that weight. I'm sure he he's he toned toned it down. But uh, you know, health wise, definitely concerned with him. Giannis, he's a you know he's a three time I mean two time MVP, so can't really doubt him either. It's really a tough one, but I'm gonna go. With, I'm just gonna go with Luca. I'm just go Luca. I don't know about I don't know about Mar. How am I feeling about that
1: one? Nobody might like this. Woo-hoo. But I'm going to say LaMelo Ball.
0: Woo! LaMelo, <laughs> man. I'm just going to say I'm... it. Mm, okay, no, tell me why.
1: I like LaMelo. A 6'8 combo guard. From right. what I'm seeing, I know he's new he can pass, but he's actually willing to pass the ball. And... He's Andy shooting the ball, and like I say, he's a six eight combo guard. All he needs is some weight now. So I feel like if you put Lamelo in the right space, in the right environment, with the right people, I feel like he can push people, and people can push him, and they're only going to get better.
0: No man, I I didn't think you would throw Lamelo out there.
1: Yeah, me. Either. Like <laughs> that's bull. That's different. No, that's thank different. you. Thank you
0: that be different. I mean, so, so what do you think, Chris? Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I think, look, when, like, LaMelo, because LaMelo's hooping, I think that kind of sparked the, something in Alonzo. Like, I really think that hit Alonzo low-key, like, oh, my little brother's in here. He's doing better than me already than I was when I came in. Not better, but, like, he's showing he's shown he belongs here already. So it's like, okay, I feel like I got to turn up. And I feel like if he has that impact on his brother, who's on a whole other team, I feel like he can lead his own team if he really wanted to. I mean,
0: I, I want to touch on Alonzo. How do you guys feel about him you know, as a point guard? How do you feel about Alonzo? Like, he, has,
2: he has it all. He just has to improve his scoring consistency.
0: I won't say he has it all. I won't say that. <laughs> no. I will he, not he, say his, that.
2: His overall game is probably one of the most complete games in a point guard that we have right now, bro. Outside Ooh, of his shooting.
0: I don't know about that because his shooting is oh, not oh, that
2: oh, wide. Well. I'm going to list it off, bro. He can pass. He can defend. He can rebound. He makes people around him better. Scoring-wise, bro, that, that's the that's the only thing he's really missing is the scoring package.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree defense. he has the package. He has the gift. He just has to put it together. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, no, definitely. I mean, then the thing is, too, Alonzo. Alonzo has such high expectations. Namely his dad, the Magic, you know. He said what Magic said. He's going to hang his jersey in the Raptors. That was crazy. I was just thinking, wow, magic. Like that's crazy. I mean, why, I mean, you might. Why not say that about you? About the first player you draft. I mean, um, that's that, what you want to do. That's what you want to do to get a draft. You want to draft the Hall of Fame. I'm about to say the same thing. That that pressure, man. You you want to kind of alleviate the pressure a little bit. You know that that pressure was just a mess. But like I said, like based on, I think while well, yeah, I think him and Zion, Brandon Ingram, like that that that's a deadly uh, trio on, on the Pelicans, man. So they definitely. How uh, do, do you guys think the Pelicans can make the playoffs at the eight seed, seven seed?
2: I think it's going to be tough, but um, I, I, it's hard. The it's West is so hard. stacked in man. a couple
1: of years. In a couple of years, I don't know about this season. The West is so stacked from one to eight.
2: I'm my. glad you picked the, I'm glad you picked the uh, I mean, you talked about the Col- uh, the Pelicans, Colin, because uh, my franchise player that I was going to pick is actually Brandon Ingram.
0: Ooh, Ingram.
2: And then Luka at is gonna be my runner-up.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I love Brandon Ingram's game, bro. He's, he's a scoring machine, and he's got that that's intensity good. that I, I like as a GM and as a head coach. I can could, I could trust him having the ball down the line, like whenever. He's okay, a, so I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. Confident. With
0: that.
2: Yeah. I'm
0: confident. Yeah. Guys are giving him like you know last yeah, second shot. And yeah, outside of
2: scoring, bro, his playmaking ability is really underrated.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Brandon Ingram definitely smooth game too. I mean, so who who you got, Chris? Who who's your who's the player you would develop by the franchise? Who you running up? I to? mean, I mean, since we've already seen it happen, we've seen the developer to basically contenders. I'm going with Nikola Jokic, in my opinion. the <laughs> best oh, center in like the league. Oh, he is, absolutely is. Don't never. forget it. Oh, he is. He's never. never. mean oh, he is.
2: Oh, do okay. oh, you okay. consider AD a center or a power
0: forward? Power for it. Is AD a power for But right, I would say. What city are we Joel, in? Joel, when healthy. When Joel is healthy. That's like it, man, if, when? If, when if, when if, is he if, ever healthy? That's the thing. That's the, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's why I would give it to Jokic. In my opinion, Joel, If he, he he just doesn't stay healthy, man. He doesn't take care of himself. That's his biggest issue. That's why I give it to Jokic. He, he's not the greatest in-shape guy either. But he definitely takes care of himself than, than Joel. Which is a, which is the first of all? You know. First of all, don't say my, don't say Jokic not a because he got in shape. He so, stop it now.
2: You slimmed down a little bit. Mm,
0: you're right. is dead. dead. I mean, Jokic is the best center. I mean, I can understand why Mar Mar was said Joelle, but Joel just can't. He just can't stay healthy. So, but it, but anyway, I say Jokic because as you can see, he doesn't need a very very dynamic point guard like most bigs need to be effective. Jamal Murray's a a good point guard. He's not great. He's really good, but you see, he doesn't need like a top ten point guard to be effective on the court, as you can see. And he and basically like what Kyrie was saying for Lazo, Jokic does the same thing as a center.
2: Yeah, his, his missing piece would just be defense. But with Jamal Murray, though, bro, I think I think we got to give Jamal Murray a little bit more credit because of how well he complements uh, Jokic.
0: No, I'm not. I was just saying, I'm giving him credit, but I'm saying, you see how he doesn't need some, like, a very spectacular point guard. I'm not saying, like, Jamal Murray's trash or anything, but he's not, like, he's not, he's not an all star yet. He might be, he might develop into one, but he's not, like, the guy yet. The guy is Jokic. And you see what he's doing with that. So all would right. you say Jamal Murray is a top 10 point guard in the league right now? Um, would, would you give him that? Like, where do you put him in that top 10? Is he number seven, eight, nine?
1: I had to have a listen. I had to break that down because that's hard. I wasn't a Jamal Murray fan until what I saw this season. You can even ask Chris. Right. That's
0: true. Right. Oh, no, like I, I said, he's gotten I, a lot better. But I again, since high school. Now, like I said, Jamal. Now, hey, for, I'll say this: Jamal Murray against he closed out that series against the Jazz. I'll give him that. But we, we're not going to act like Yogis wasn't doing doing his thing when they were going against the Clippers. Jamal helped him, but it was Yogi that was go, that was going at it. No, that's true. No. No. Yeah.
2: I mean I'm just saying,
0: and I'm just saying you see, as a second round pick, you see how he's developed and you see what he's done. the, the, the Nuggets are contenders now or about to be. Oh oh, yeah. oh Nuggets, oh Nuggets been been blessed with getting uh Michael Porter, and you get Murray, then you got Jokic. and that's that's just great head head management at that point. You know, you gotta give the hats off to them. I mean, Marsh, so who you feel who you feel is the best in the league? You know, you said uh we're in a city, you
1: the said, city uh, we're in, the, yeah, c- the so city we're in. Well, Jawal's the best. Like right yeah, now. then Jokic is just second. Mm. I mean, just like, agree. just I mean, like, I, I, said, I, I just like Chris said. Just like Chris said.
2: Huh? I'd say Embiid is more talented.
0: Yeah, he's, he's the more talented. talented.
2: But I don't, I don't think he's the better overall center right now. He he hasn't shown me that yet. Consistent, like like for a full season.
0: And when we did see him, he was just absolutely dominant. Like. For he sure. Yeah, I'm not
2: him. taking nothing away from Embiid. I love Embiid. I think he, I think he's he's easily more talented than the Jokic, but I don't think overall he he's the best center. I I look at it this way. If you threw if we threw Joel B with the Nuggets, I don't think they'd have the same the same success.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, what's the next one, Kyrie?
2: Um, the next one, this is also a good one. Um, which rookie would be the best in five years from this previous draft class?
0: This ah. draft class was so bad man i mean it's so many it's so many unknown variables in this class i mean i don't even know you can't even go with the blatant first round first pick in the draft because right. he's not the brightest first pick in a, in any draft he wouldn't even be the first pick you know so uh man I, i'm I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let chris handle this one chris i mean I, I don't even know i mean i got a couple chris right here i don't know what you mean about why it was a, by it was a- Bad draft class, I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, it, it ain't like it's gonna be a lot of stars coming out here, but it's not gonna be a lot of bad players. Yeah. I mean, That's fair. in five years, I gotta, I'm gonna go hit, I got a couple, I'm gonna go my top three. In five you years,
2: sure I think the still, best
0: players, you not steal mine, bro. I, listen, <laughs> I may or may not. In five years, I think my three best, the three best players as a draft class are gonna be LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, and Obi Toppin. Mm. Or if that would be topping right, Josh Green. I respect it. I respect it. I respect Can it. Actually. I give my three? Go ahead. Give your three, Kyrie.
2: So I got, I got Killian Hayes.
0: Oh, you took my pick. Oh my God.
2: I got James Wiseman and I got LaMelo.
0: Mm, you took my and Killian.
2: LaMelo La, La, La topping like for, for that three. I can't, I can't choose between them two, but LaMelo topping for three.
0: Actually, I'm gonna go with Chris's team rookie Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like he's so slept I'm gonna go with Tyrese Halliburton, I'm gonna go with LaMelo Ball, and I'm gonna go with uh Killing Hayes. I feel like those three guys, it's definitely gonna be like, Whoa, those guys right there! So, I mean, yeah, those, those, I mean, they they got, I, you know, what Kyrie, I want to throw in a quickly so because the way he's been playing is like, You gotta be happy with Emmanuel quickly, man. Right, be honest.
2: No, I, I love Emmanuel quickly you, right now. You,
0: you, and he's showing that he's the point. He might, you know, listen. He's so. How do you view him at, as a point guard compared compared to all those point guards on your team? Um, so because he we, was he was forced so to play off the ball because he was at Kentucky. They had three guards on that team.
2: Yeah, and I and I think that benefited him because because listen, like because listen. So we have we have a plethora of point guards, but none of them seem to like fit like well. And I guess started a lot of lineup that we had with R. J. With just Randall because those are two guys that like to handle the ball also. So I think quickly would fit in like that because even like in periods of the game where he is playing off ball, I think those guys would be the perfect guys to have around him to be able to like catch him on the perimeter um, for a spot up three, which he like, which he excelled at at Kentucky. And um, I just need, I just, I just think he needs some tool um some tools that need to be sharpened. I think overall he could, he could definitely potentially be a um, starting point guard alongside RJ. Uh, I, uh,
0: and you know something Kyrie, I was actually something I wanted to mean up to you. So, so someone brought it up to me that RJ and Anthony Edwards are like, you know, those, those are like how, – like how would you compare those guys? Like are, are those guys like similar players?
2: Um, Whoa, like R-
0: no. I don't see that at all. No way. So this who's, was, the, Chris, best, so who's like, the better shooting guard? And you, so wait, so Chris, if you had the number one pick and RJ was in that draft, you would choose RJ over Anthony Edwards? No, I'm taking Anthony Edwards over RJ. Oh, okay. Uh, why is that? I'm just asking. Just just curious. Because he's a, he's a more volume scorer. When I was watching RJ Barrett, R.J. Barrett in college and when I watched whatever Knicks house I saw last year, he is, he only goes to the left. He only uses left. I barely see him use his right at all. So I don't even know if he has the right to begin with. And,
2: mm. and at least, the other thing at least, the other thing that kills me about him, bro, is that he gets tunnel vision a lot of times when he's driving to the basket. He'll miss open yep. guys on the perimeter for the easy dump off. Anthony
1: right.
0: Edwards has shown me at, at Georgia, he's a dynamic scorer. He doesn't have to be, and, and even though he might be a and some words a quote unquote bust as number one pick. He went to the best team for him, in my opinion. Because he just needs to do he only needs to do one thing and that's score the basketball when it's his time to. That's all that's they to do. Bet. Score and play defense. Yeah. Cause they got they got a franchise player and they got a backup star. All they to do is just score and play defense. No, that sounds, sounds fair. That 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 sounds absolutely fair. Okay. Uh and what's the next one, Kyrie? Or was that the last one?
2: Uh, we got one more question and mm-hmm. this one's pretty good too. The most adjustments.
0: Could you repeat that again? I didn't hear you, Kyrie.
2: Um, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments?
0: Oh, and what's the and, and what was like the candidates for that for that particular uh, question?
2: So you have James Harden, LeBron, Steph, Giannis, Luca, uh, Nicola, A D, and Damian Lillard.
0: I mean, LeBron is just – I don't know if you could really make adjustments to LeBron. I mean, he's just so dominant. But, uh, man, I'm going to throw that one to Mar. I want to see what Mar says. So, Mar shot me with the whole uh, LaMella Le- 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 ball one. I want to see what Mar says.
1: Well, I feel like if you're a coach going into a game, stopping somebody in a system is harder than stopping somebody outside of a system. So, with that being said, I'm going to have to go with Steph Curry because – this, like he is so the glastic? definition. He is the definition of that system. Like any other time I might say James Harden, I might say mm. LeBron James, mm. but I feel like if you're a coach coming into a game and you see like the Warriors are on your schedule, all you're thinking is I have to chase Steph off the three point line. You don't, when you look at other players, you say, okay, how do I stop LeBron? How do I – what is Brown going to do with this game? That's, that's what you're thinking as a coach. It can be tricky. If you're at James Harden, it's okay. How do we stop James Harden? Our issue with Steph is how do we chase him off the three-point line? How do we not get him any open shots? Because he's the, he's the full system, and he's, but he's not the only one that can shoot. That's why it's dangerous. That's why I would go with Steph Curry.
0: No, that's that's completely sound argument. And Mar, I know you remember the game me and you watch when we watched Steph Curry like brought. I remember when Steph Curry hit that shot. I think it was a February. Yeah, it was, it was
1: unpredictable. He pulled it from started. pulled it from David Jones' locker. He couldn't do nothing about it.
0: There's <laughs> David Jones'
1: locker. Listen, I, man, you pulled that thing. Listen, listen I told man, Mar, man.
0: I'm like Mar. Did he just do that? Are you sitting? And I betted on that game too. I was so upset. And man. that's the
1: problem. You just figure out how do I chase him off the line because he's gonna shoot from anywhere on the court. No that's matter if he's if he's falling, if he's not looking, he'll fade away. It like it doesn't matter. Is he can be it could be an off ball or he can have the ball. That's I think that's why it's harder for him to stop him because he can score off the ball just as well on the ball. Mm. And you took my pick. I was definitely
0: gonna say him.
1: Nice. That's, I know it is that's that's absolute
0: man. Like that. I can't find any fault with Steph Curry, man. He he's he can't find any fault with that. Um I would say LeBron, man, because just simply he's the most like I, I just don't think like marce you can't you, you can't really stop or I mean slow down LeBron, maybe you know if he just has a bad game himself, that kind of contributes a lot to it. But yeah, that that that's my so what what
2: do you think, Kyrie? Who who? Who's um, here? Those are both really good picks, but um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead with James Harden uh, reluctantly because if you know me personally, I'm I'm not a fan of James Harden's game whatsoever. But mm-hmm. you you can't that like, you really don't have a choice but to to kind of fuck with it because of how good and how skilled he is on the offensive end, like the like the whole the whole league knows as soon as he crosses half court, he's in position to score. So I feel like that gives coaches a, like. Those good, that gives a lot of coaches um hard times, especially because of the system we're in. A lot of screens, um, a, a lot of ISOs where he'll he'll get mismatches with guys that are smaller than him or guys that are uh bigger than him. And he's able to cook them however he wants. And you you seen it like you I can't remember uh it was Ricky Rubio one game and it was a, it was like a, a little trend around the league where they had guys guarding um James Harden off the ball with their back towards him. Like up the court. So I mean
0: like, I mean James Harden definitely I mean that's understandable in itself. I mean I mean the, the game the way he plays is definitely not attractive, but you know it, it gets the job done, you know, just he just has to replicate that in the playoffs. And, 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 and
2: he's able to control the game and make it his pace because we, we've seen it like hook he can score 20 points strictly off of free throw because he's so good at getting to the line.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I mean, Mark, how do you feel about James Harden? Because I remember you said he was one of – uh, you you said he was the most skilled offensive player. The, Wolves, the no? The I said
1: he's the best ISO player ever. No, and you I'm, said
0: you said he was the most effortless scorer. You said who's the most effortless
1: scorer again? He's yeah, he's one of the most effortless scorer. But I think he's the best ISO player ever. Right, like for you to like just 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 like Kyrie said when he comes across like well like many people don't notice or many people don't say this. Everything I agree with everything Kyrie just said. But I'm a James Harden fan of his game, just of his game. He doesn't shoot mid ranges. You you, Not you, you at rarely all. see James Harden. It's either a three or a dunk, and you and he still can go for thirty off of it. And that's, that's a true. that that's something hard to defend for somebody who only dunks and shoots threes, and you still can't stop him. He's just too unpredictable. He has too many moves in his bag. That's why I say he's the best ISO player ever, like ever to touch a basketball.
0: Wait, so Mark. Wait,
1: I got a, I got I got one for you, Marlo. Though you I'm think it's more. You think it's a better ISO player than Jamal, than Jay Crossover? Yeah, bro. He has too many moves. Like, he has, like.
0: Jamal got mad moves, though.
1: No, no, no. Maul has mad crossovers. Ah. James Harden has scored, like, he has a step back. He has a Euros, like, the stuff he does is leading to the basket. Like, granted, Jamal Crawford is crossover into the bucket, but it's mostly a jump shot. It's like a two. But James Harden, you never know, like. He could he could do a step back. He can go past you and dunk it. He might do a double step back. You do he could do a euro step. He just has so much, he has so much scoring in his arsenal. Instead of him, instead of him doing a move to get him open, it's like the move he's doing is leading to the bucket. You see what I'm saying? Right.
0: Wait, so Mark, so I was gonna so you know, I understand exactly what you said. So who's the most so you say James Harden the best I player. play? Who who comes close to James Harden? Who would be your runner up for that category?
1: Carmelo Anthony. Thank you. It's not, it's not long. Thank it's you. Clear. Carmelo uh, Anthony. Because, right. like I said, they're both one of the laziest ISO players ever. That's hard to do. It's hard to be – it's hard to ISO somebody and be lazy with it. Like –
2: can, can I piggyback off that real quick? Sure can. So, you, you know what, you know why that's funny to me, though? Because, like, they both have, like deception like, deceptions, like, when it comes to, like, their physicality. Like, if you look at James Harden – he doesn't look like the fastest player on the court, but he's, like, the quickest to blow by you. And, like, when you look at Melo, he doesn't – He's right.
0: yeah, absolutely right about James Harden. Like, he looks big. He's, like, what, 225,
2: 230? Yeah. Like, and then when yeah. you look at Melo, and there's been players, like, all over the league that said it, like, yo, like, he's one of the strongest players, like, 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 like scores like, to ever play the game. He's one of the strongest, like, when it comes to making contact and still getting the bucket, whether it's – um, like off of jazz, that burn the post, or just like just driving to the lane, he's just one of the strongest, and that's just one of the deceptiveness, like of their like deceptiveness of their games that kind of make it like hard to, to read them and to score, uh, to defend them.
0: I feel like, but I feel like Denver Nuggets, uh, uh Denver Mellow was definitely more fit than Nick's Mellow. Uh, I, f- I can't, I can't
2: necessarily agree with that statement. One, I mean, Nick's Mellow was older, of course, so like. Just by nature, he, of course, he, 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 maybe got a little bit slower. He lost some explosiveness, but I f- I feel like that skill set was, uh, was always there.
1: But he got even lazier in New York and was still, it was a scoring champion in New York and it became even lazier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man, Melo, and, and we talked about this in two episodes ago, and Melo should have won at least two championships by now, but that's how fate is. Fate is, uh, sometimes effed up, man. So, but, uh, definitely a Hall of Famer. James Harden definitely a Hall of Famer. So all right. So this was pretty good. So uh wait, Kyrie, we got any more? That was that's that we're gonna like that, finish that off in the next episode.
2: That was the last one. We're uh for the next episode, we're we're each gonna rank um our best player in each, uh each five uh each five positions.
0: Right. And it is, there was a couple more questions, but we're going to touch on that in the next episode. But uh, so thanks a lot for everyone tuning in and taking the time to listen to the to episode 19 of the restricted zone podcast. I'm going to thank my fellow co hosts Kyrie, Jamar, and Chris. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys hopping on. You can also follow us on Instagram at, at the restricted zone pod. You also follow each and every one of us to cast uh, in our IG that will be inside the whole description in the link below. Uh, you follow us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, et cetera, whether you're Android or iPhone user, we are available. So definitely check us out, tune us in. Uh, So thanks a lot, everyone. Enjoy your day and be safe.